0: strain. Glory
1: morning clinton united methodist church this is pastor michael coming to you live from the mezzanine and i have a question i'm wondering what the deal is you seem very color coordinated this morning all the red cars are kind of together Silver the, the yeah silver's in the back there's two white pickups by each other off on the side like it, it just looks very interesting from this perspective <laughs> anyway thank you for joining us this morning for worship and praise um very happy and excited to see you all here and I'm going to turn it over to our liturgist who's going to tell you all kinds of fun stuff going on.
2: Good morning all. Um for announcements. Basically, one that's not in your bulletin is we have juice left over from the blood drive this week. We have juice boxes left over from another function and some glow sticks. If you're interested in any of that, the juice boxes are perfect for uh, kids' lunches. Um, Just see Linda after worship. They'll they'll be available then. But
1: don't get the glow sticks and the juice boxes mixed up. The glow sticks don't taste good.
2: Um, THIS WEEK WE HAVE TWO MEETINGS COMING UP, Uh, WE'RE GOING TO CALL IT EVENT AND FUNDRAISING BECAUSE WE'RE HOPEFUL THAT THIS YEAR WE WILL BE ABLE TO PLAN SOME FUN STUFF JUST FOR US BECAUSE WE'VE BEEN MISSING EACH OTHER SO MUCH, SO OUR COMMITTEE'S GOING TO LOOK AHEAD AND SEE WHAT WE CAN SCHEDULE FOR FUN AND HOPEFULLY BE ABLE TO SET A DATE SOON. Um, so you're more than welcome if you have any ideas for fun events or fundraising events, come see us Tuesday at 7 o'clock here at the church uh, with your mask, of course. And then Wednesday we have a finance ad board meeting at 6.30. We Starting this month, we are rotating our ushers so if you are interested in maybe serving a week as an usher and passing out bulletins and collecting offerings please let uh, me know and we'll be happy to put you on the schedule or Linda I think that's all that's in there that's new
0: we also have a trustee meeting after church today so All the trustees uh, we're gonna meet inside the sanctuary socially distant uh, from one another just after church today
1: one more uh, announcement starting next Sunday we will have Sunday school again for our youth and children Um, so we will put a message out on our Facebook and email and other stuff to let folks know but please uh, share that with others Um, We'll uh, go back to what we were doing before the last round of changes from the health department. Um, and with that, hopefully in the next week or two, we can kind of uh, fully open the church back up to uh, what we had before that last round towards the end of the year. So uh, keep your eyes and ears open for emails, phone calls, or other stuff, communication, and we will keep you abreast. But Uh, Next Sunday, Sunday School is back.
2: Please join me for our call to worship. The God of our ancestors calls us to worship. Praise the Lord. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Let Let us worship worship God. God. Our first song this morning is Joy to the World, page 246.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: join me for our opening prayer god of mystery and might whose wonderful works are to be remembered move in our lives change our minds soften our hearts direct our feet that we may follow you more faithfully yes lord we seek to follow jesus in whose name we pray amen Our next song is Once in Royal David City, page 250.
1: please join together with me now in our prayer of illumination Holy Spirit who spoke spoke to to Moses Moses from the burning burning bush speak to us now in the the reading reading and and proclaiming proclaiming of of your word amen
2: our first scripture reading this morning is from Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 20 NRSV version finally Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, having done everything to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten that belt of truth around your waist, and put on that breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith, which with you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one, Take that helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. Do that and keep alert and always preserve in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. The word of God for the people of God. And the people say,
1: Thanks 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 be to to God. God. The Apostle Paul encourages us, Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. In loving service to this loving Lord, we now return to God a portion of the bounty God has provided. Thank mm-hmm. you would please join me now in singing our doxology. Out of holy ground like moses we question our fitness to serve heaven's purposes on earth Over- me. overcome our qualms with the assurance of your presence bless these offerings that through them may- we may do your will in the name of the triune one amen if you would please join me now in a time and attitude of prayer if you look at the back page of your bulletin you can see our prayer requests we uh, lift up Teresa Cooley Melissa Morgan's sister who passed away on the 20th of December we're asking to keep uh, her family and friends in your prayers uh, Luann's cousin Gary Mueller has been moved to Hillsdale Hospital for rehab um, Alice G's sister Nancy is dealing with dementia, so prayers for her and for her entire family. We also have a request for healing prayers for Barry Wright and uh, Jacob uh, Cuevas, uh, Sandy's son, and the Oberstie family. I hope I didn't butcher those too badly. Um, So please keep them all in your prayers as well. Holy God, We come before you today thankful for the many blessings that you bestow upon us in our lives. We are thankful for sunlight, for clean air. We are thankful for the ways that you continue to walk alongside us in our life. We are especially thankful for the sacrifice of your son That secured our salvation and the grace and mercy that you offer us but lord there are things that are weighing heavily on our hearts and you taught us to bring everything to you in prayer lord we lift up all of those who are suffering today whether it be physically emotionally or mentally whether they're fighting an illness or an injury or COVID or cancer, dealing with the loss of a loved one and they are mourning or battling the darkness of depression. God, whatever it might be, we lift them to you and ask for your healing touch. We also ask that you would continue to guide the hands and efforts of all of those who work in our health care and healing industries we lift up our doctors our nurses our surgeons our lab technicians our research scientists our psychologists our social workers and so many more who are giving so much of themselves to try and help heal us we also lift up all of those who work so hard to keep us safe in our world God, we lift up and give you thanks for all of our servicemen and women who serve in the military, for all of our police and firefighters, our first responders, and so many others that put their life on the line that we might be safe. God, we ask that you would touch their hearts and minds, guide them in their words and actions, all that they do, And for those who are far away from home, we pray that they may be able to return home soon, that we could begin to see an end to conflict in our world. God, we also pray this morning for our nation. We are in a time of unrest, of anger, of hatred, of conspiracy, of darkness. And we know that our country is not the only country who struggles with these things, so we also lift up all the other countries in our world. God, we know that without you there is no peace. We cannot bring about peace on our own. We have proven that time and again throughout the history of humanity. Right now, we are praying for peace. We are asking for your intervention that the Holy Spirit might come upon this world. And if only for a few moments, let us have a time of peace. We pray that you would help us to see each other as you see us as your beloved children, all equal and worthy of being and mercy and love and grace. Help us to stop finding ways to further divide ourselves and instead see the bond that holds us all together as the same as your beloved children. Our world needs healing in, in so many ways, Lord. And we know we can't do it alone, and so we ask that you would not just help us, but guide us and lead us so that we might heal ourselves and one another, so that we might become the people that you intend us to be that we might be able to follow your commandments to love you and our neighbors. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly on our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now it's time for our our youth and children moment. And like I said before, next week we will have Sunday school! (laughs) Woo-hoo! And I will I will find something to make up for the lack of suckers. Um, I'm still working on that because I don't want your parents to all get mad at me later if I <laughs> give you guys too much sugar or something. Um, see, Rick cheats. He already has a sucker. Um, no, but uh, I want to talk to you guys today about prayer. Um, and we've talked about prayer a lot before. Um, and I talked to you guys once, I told you about prayer beads, and I am sorry that we did not get those out to you yet. I am hoping that we will be able to get those to you, um, during Sunday school next week. Um, so that's another reason to come and and hang out with us. Um, but what I want to tell you about is when it comes to prayer, Jesus said we should bring everything to God in prayer, no matter how big or how little we might think it is, um, God wants us to to tell God everything that's going on for us. But there's there's more to just to just saying and asking for things. We are also called to to action. And what I mean by that is we should never just pray and then sit around waiting for something to happen. When we pray, we need to also follow our prayers with actions, and there's lots of different ways we can do that, and that can be as simple as doing our best to love God and love our neighbor. Um, it can be in trying to help people. Um, there's lots of different ways, um, but we should never just think of God as like a magic genie or something. Um So if you are ever trying to think of a way you can can follow your prayers with action, if you ever, if you can't think of something, always remember you can fall back on loving God and loving your neighbor. And we've talked about there's all kinds of ways you can love your neighbor. You can hold doors open. You can help carry groceries. There's literally countless ways. Um, So that is always a good backup. But um, never, never forget that God hears our prayers, even if it's not the thing we maybe asked for or doesn't happen as fast as we want it to, God always hears us. Now, normally I would ask you to help me lead the congregation in the Lord's Prayer, but we're going to do that a little bit later during uh, communion So thank you for for listening to me, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week, um, and for you being back in Sunday school with your teachers, who I know have missed you greatly, um, and are looking forward to seeing all of your smiling faces again. Jesus Christ overcame evil with good, so that all people might be saved from sin, Let us then confess our need for grace, confidence of God's forgiveness. If you would please join together with me aloud in our prayer of confession. God of mercy, we confess that like the disciples, we set our minds not on divine things, but on human things. Doubting your love, we grab for more than we need. Doubting your loving purposes, we shrink from living as your followers. Doubting your loving plan, we become stumbling blocks in your creation. Forgive us that we may gain new life in you, for it is in Jesus' forgiving name we pray. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, Jesus took up his cross for our salvation. In return for our old life of sin, he promises a new life of grace. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Amen.
2: Please join me for the affirmation of faith, the Apostles' Creed ecumenical version on page 882 or in your bulletin. I believe in God, God. the the Father Father Almighty. Almighty and will we'll come, come again, again to judge, judge the living, living and the dead. And the dead. I, I believe, believe in, in the Holy, Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, Universal Church the, the communion, communion of saints, the, the forgiveness of sins, the, of sins, the, the resurrection of, of the body, and the life, life everlasting. Amen. Our second scripture is Romans 12, verses 9-21, through 21, NRSV version. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay any one evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of God for the people of God. And the people say, Thanks "Thanks be to to God. God. Our next hymn is uh, the First Noel on page 245.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: third scripture reading for today comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12-22. through But we appeal to you, brothers and sisters, to respect those who labor among you, and have charge of you in the Lord, and admonish you. Esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers, Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with all of them. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise the words of prophets, But test everything, hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. This is the word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. If you would please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of love, mercy, forgiveness, and grace, we are thankful for you. We are thankful for your Son, Jesus, our Savior. We are thankful for the Holy Spirit. We are thankful for your capacity to love us, which is far beyond our capacity to love you or one another. We are thankful that you hear our prayers. And we acknowledge that even though we may not like the answers we receive sometimes, or are not happy with the time frame in which we receive them, we still acknowledge that you do hear our prayers and you work according to your plan and your time. Help us to remember that you also call us to action, to love you and our neighbors, to help those in need, to seek justice, and that prayer without action is not what we as Christians are called to. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight O god our rock and our redeemer amen well good morning again everyone i am very happy to see you all and be with you all today whether you are joining us uh, via our drive-in or listening to us online um, or on the phone i am thankful and Give prayers of thanks for each and every single one of you, each and every day. And as you have heard me say many times before, even if we do not always agree with each other on every single thing, we are still a family, God's family, God's beloved children. Nothing will ever change that. Now, I did not have an exact set plan for this message How it would play out originally when I was crafting the sermon series other than obviously talking about prayer given the title for this week's message from our new year's resolution sermon series is pray without ceasing but after the events that have transpired over the last few days I recognize that as a pastor a spiritual leader I cannot ignore what has happened and I am called to speak to it as a pastor I am called to speak truth to power And sometimes that truth is not popular or may not be wanted. Sometimes that truth can make us uncomfortable. But as I have tried to do since the very first moments that I joined you, I promise to continue to and always speak that truth with love and patience and to never make assumptions about any of you or your life experiences. I promise that anything I will say to you today will not carry any sort of political agenda but only the teachings of jesus christ and how he spoke about how we should treat one another last week we talked about loving god and loving our neighbor and how hard that can be sometimes to love our neighbors we have free will so we can and do what we want to that means we can hurt each other That means we can cause pain and suffering even when we don't intend to. So I'm asking you all to not read anything into what I may say today. I carry no hidden agenda. I also ask that you please not assume that I am saying something by not saying out loud certain things either. I only ask that if you have any questions or concerns about anything that I may say today, as I would any other Sunday that you would come and speak to me so that we can talk and clear up any misunderstandings or issues. Some of you have already read the message I posted on social media in regard to the events we recently witnessed in our nation's capital. For those of you who have not, I would like to read them to you now. As a pastor, I know that many in my congregation and others will look to me for my reaction or response to the events of today. I also know that my congregations and my friends cover the full gamut of political and religious positions. I have many feelings in my heart and mind right now, but the loudest and the strongest is sadness. My heart breaks as I continue to see the divide and discord in our world. I have no fantastical naive dreams that we will all come together holding hands and live in perfect harmony while on this earth but I've always held the belief that even if I disagree with someone, I can still love them and they can still love me. I am praying right now. I am praying for everyone. But prayer alone is not enough. Jesus said the two greatest commandments are to love God and love our neighbors. If we cannot find ways to love one another, then all will be lost. We can show that love in many ways, And part of loving our neighbors is forgiveness, too. A part of loving our neighbors is helping the poor, feeding the hungry, caring for the orphan and immigrant. And sometimes loving our neighbor is being an example of how Jesus lived, including calling out injustice and oppression. I do not know what the future holds, but without love there will not be one. So you have heard my words, you have heard the scriptures for this morning, and obviously prayer is our focus. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 reads, pray in the spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. And Romans chapter 12 verse 12 says to rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. And of course, our Last reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, tells us to pray without ceasing. Now, our reading from Ephesians comes from the section of text titled, The Whole Armor of God. This passage talks about how, by trusting in God, by surrounding ourselves with God's truth and righteousness and more, that we will be able to stand up to the evil in the world but it also talks about how the armor helps us to be ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. Now, it is assumed that the book of Ephesians was written by the Apostle Paul while in prison, but there is some arguments and evidence that it may have been crafted by one of his disciples. Regardless of who the author actually is, they also offer the encouragement to pray, and not just pray, but to pray in the Spirit at all times, in every prayer and supplication. The author also asks that the readers would pray for him or herself so that they can proclaim the gospel boldly. Then in our reading from Romans, again a letter attributed to the Apostle Paul, we have the title of this section as Marks of the True Christian. Now I'll be honest, I normally tend to cringe when I hear anything in the realm of true Christian or real Christian, because all it tends to do is create divides and hierarchies of who is the quote-unquote best Christian. And since we are all imperfect and sinful, in my mind, none of us is better than the other in the eyes of God. But in this letter to the church in Rome, I feel as though the author is offering direction for the readers as to how to be the best Christians that they can be. The author talks about love, genuine love, and as I mentioned, persevere in prayer. There is that P word again. And here again we find a reminder about the importance of prayer. But in the second section of this passage we also find instruction about the action that can follow prayer. We are told to bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. It sounds an awful lot like when Jesus told us to love our enemies. And even Paul, again assuming he is the author, but even Paul here recognizes the difficulty of asking us to do such things. In verse 18 it says, If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And the author also ends this section with a very crucial reminder that we should not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And then in our last scripture passage from 1 Thessalonians, also attributed to the Apostle Paul, he's on special this week. Um, but again, the actual authorship is debated at times. Either way, we find remarkably similar language to what we do in Romans. Be at peace among yourselves, help the weak, always seek to do good to one another and to all, and of course, the instruction to pray without ceasing. But was the Apostle Paul really trying to tell us that we should spend all day with our hands folded and praying, and then in turn neglect all other aspects of life? Well, I I certainly don't believe that myself— especially because surrounded by every instruction to pray in all three of these letters we also find instruction about how to treat one another how to care for one another how to live with one another now i will say that i do believe that you can pray throughout your day as you continue to go about what you do i don't believe that prayer can only be done in silence or off on your own and I'm saying that obviously outside of the idea that we pray together in the sanctuary. Sometimes you do need that silence or seclusion. But I think that you potentially can pray at all times, whether aloud or in your head and mind, regardless of what may be going on around you. But there is more to this idea of praying without ceasing in my mind. If Paul were only concerned about our prayer life, Why would he surround the instruction about prayer with instruction about actions that we as Christians should be active in? I think there was some intentionality in his words, and I believe that prayer does in fact require action. God is not a magic genie whose lamp you can rub when you need something, as I mentioned to our our young people this morning. God is not a vending machine that will give you anything you ask for and write when you ask for it. We are also called to action. And that is not just my understanding or interpretation, but it is one that is shared by many others, and I'd like to share with you now a few examples of that. Noted theologian and author Henry Nowen is quoted in his book, Compassion, a Reflection on the Christian Life, When he writes, prayer and action can never be seen as contradictory or mutually exclusive. Prayer without action grows into powerless pietism, and action without prayer degenerates into questionable manipulation. Author Sean Patrick Flannery once wrote, Do not ask God to guide your footsteps if you are not willing to move your feet. And Pope Francis once said, You pray for the hungry, then you feed them. That's how prayer works. So how does all this talk about prayer and action connect with the events in our nation's capital recently? Well, I've gone over this in my heart and my head ever since those events occurred. I have prayed for guidance, for clarity, For the Holy Spirit to help me. And then I sat down and wrote this message that was part of my action. I think the first thing we need to do if we really want to follow the life and teachings of Jesus is to pray. We need to pray for everyone. We need to pray for the people we disagree with. We need to pray for the people who got hurt or, in a few cases, lost their life. We need to pray for the people who were traumatized by what happened. We need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for our democracy. And then we need to act. And the first act that we need to engage in is love. We need to love everyone. And I know that's hard. We have been witnessing some horrific and painful things. I don't know if the anger and hatred can get any worse, but I really don't want to find out for sure. We need to love everyone. And then, action number two is that we need to forgive. Now, I am not by any means saying that without knowing what that means for a lot of people. I really do. How do you tell someone who has been hurt to forgive the person who hurt them? How do you tell someone who has been oppressed by someone to forgive them? How do you tell the person who has been taken advantage of and abused in whatever ways to forgive the person or persons who did that to them? And to be completely honest, I do not have the perfect answer. It's easy to sit here and say that Jesus told us to forgive each other and to love our enemies. But it is much harder to live into that reality. And I want to be clear that forgiving someone doesn't just wipe out what they have done. It doesn't remove the need for people to be held accountable. It does not remove the need for justice to prevail. When Paul talks about the need to live peaceably with all, that doesn't mean that we just pretend that nothing has happened. But Paul also tells us in his letters, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Seeking justice, true justice, is not repaying evil for evil. You can forgive and still seek justice. You can want things to become better, for people to be better to each other and to themselves, and still forgive. Right now, I feel like prayer is the best place that I can begin as I try to process everything going on in the world. It is frustrating sometimes when people think or expect you to have all the answers and you don't. I wish I had the answers. I wish I had the perfect solution to all of the trauma, the suffering, the outrage, the anger, and everything else. But just like all of you, I am human. As much as I wish I did, I do not have a special hotline straight to God's help desk where I can get those perfect solutions, but I can pray. I can ask for guidance and help, and then I can act. As hard as it is going to be, I am going to continue to the absolute best of my ability to follow my resolution from last week to love my neighbors—every single one. And I can do my absolute best to forgive anyone who I believe has wronged me or sinned against me. I don't expect to be perfect in these efforts. I know that I'm going to struggle and probably fail at least a few times but I'm not giving up. I am not going to just ask God to magically fix everything and then sit back and wait. I'm going to act. I am going to love. I'm going to forgive. And I'm going to do whatever I can to help others do the same. Anyone who is struggling but wants to love and forgive, call me, email me, reach out, and if not me, someone else that you know and trust, reach out and do not fight this battle alone. If we have any real hope for the future, for peace, for getting closer to the kingdom of God, we must try. And as much as I experienced a wave of emotions As I watch those events transpire, I will not, I repeat, I will not be beaten by my own failings and limitations. I will rely fully on God and continue to work to be better every single day. Because as a fellow child of God, I believe that I owe that to all of you and everyone else to love, and to forgive. Amen. If you would please turn to pages 15 and 16 in your hymnals as we prepare to celebrate our Holy Communion, Um, and please also uh, have your uh, elements ready, your bread and your juice. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. You lift up the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Before the mountains were brought forth, or you had formed the earth from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created life out of, light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom you have revealed yourself, our light and our salvation. You sent a star to guide wise men to where the Christ was born, and your signs and witnesses in every age and through all the world you have led your people from far places to his light by the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit on the night in which he gave himself for us he took bread gave thanks to you broke the bread and gave it to his disciples saying take eat This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice In union with christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith christ has died christ is risen christ will come again pour out your holy spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice make them be for us the body and blood of christ that we may be for the world the body of christ redeemed by his blood by your spirit make us one with christ one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Now, at the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen because there is one loaf we who are money are one body for we all partake of the one loaf The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. In the United Methodist Church, we practice open communion. and What that means is that our celebration of this sacrament, it doesn't belong to me or to this church or our denomination. It belongs to Jesus Christ, and he is welcome to everyone. You don't need to be a member of this church or a United Methodist or a member of any other denomination. It doesn't matter your race, your gender, your sexual orientation or identity, your mental or physical ability. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, young or old, baptized or unbaptized. All you need to do to join and be a part of this sacrament is to have an open heart. I invite you now to uh, collect your elements, your, your Jesus. Now, when we do this together, you can do this two different ways. You can do intinction, which is just a big word that means you take your bread, you dip it in your juice, and then you receive the two elements together. Your other option is to eat your bread and then drink your juice. Either way is right, neither one is better or more special. They are equally acceptable. So brothers and sisters, I invite you now to join me in receiving the elements, the body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you in all creation. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If you would join us in our closing hymn number 251, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Beloved children of God, hold fast to what is good, repay no evil for evil, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. May Almighty God, who creates all good, redeems from all evil, and hears all prayer be with you and all people in suffering and in hope. Go now in peace and serve the Lord. Amen.